global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We are brought to you by Instinct Equities from Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Your access to informed insights, market color, and unique liquidity. Instinct Equities, that's the power of global connections. Now, head. let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here's Ed Lalonde. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are higher today with the Dow up by 32 points, S&P gains 6, and NASDAQ rises 19. Small cap 600 gains 6, and the U.S. 10-year yield at 1.55%. Eight out of 10 S&P sectors are higher, led by gains in materials, energy, and consumer discretionary. Sectors leading to the downside are utilities and consumer staples. Dow Transports rise 36, NASDAQ biotechs are up 4, utilities lose 1, and the VIX is little changed. Leaders to the upside in the Dow include Nike, DuPont, and Cisco, while Dow leaders to the downside include Boeing, Exxon, and Walmart. Best Buy gains 18% today after beating estimates, and it was a big day for the home builders. New home sales beat estimates and Toll Brothers reported earnings. Toll gains 8% and Lennar up 3%. After the bell tonight, look from earnings, look for earnings from Intuit and Dicom Industries. Live from the First Word Breaking News Desk, I'm at the lawn. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Ed. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K, on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's the Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. It's a battle between Arista Networks and Cisco. To tell us more, we've got Matt Larson. He is litigation analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. He joins us from our Bloomberg 991 studio in Washington, D.C. He can be followed on Twitter at Matt P. Larson. Matt, great to have you with us. Tell us about this copyright patent lawsuit battle Arista Networks versus Cisco. It has to do with something that people wear on their wrists, the Fitbit. Yeah, sure. So they're actually there are two lawsuits. The uh, the Arista Cisco battle is looking at network switches, uh, which are essentially routers for large data centers. Um, Arista is uh, has been gobbling up Cisco's market share, and they filed suit maybe uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, just a slew of lawsuits in the International Trade Commission and District Court. Um, we're kind of coming to the end of the battle. Uh, Cisco was threatening an import ban. They won the International Trade Commission case, and it looked like uh, Arista's products were going to be blocked from U.S. sales um, when Arista was able to move manufacturing to the U.S. to store up some U.S. inventories. Um, and what uh, what we're seeing in this case is Cisco is going to initiate kind of the next phase of litigation. Arista seems to have avoided a lot of um, a lot of the potential bans. Um, much to Cisco's chagrin. And so Cisco is preparing to now file a new suit, it looks like, in order to, to actually get products, uh, blocked from the U.S. or to seek some kind of monetary sanctions. And so it's, it's been a, uh, a battle over, over share in the network switch market, um, and really just kind of difficulty for Cisco to enforce its intellectual property against Arista. Now, Arista, if it goes to make the products and procuring the components, if they make this in the United States, then they can sell it to U.S. customers and they account for about 70 percent of sales. 
That's right. One of the, you know, the, the lawsuit was filed in the International Trade Commission and the only remedy that the ITC offers are, are product bans. They don't typically give money damages except in, in sanctions and for some isolated incidents. Uh, and there was a big problem for Arista. They were manufacturing products abroad and importing them into the U.S. Uh, so, you know, what they did to, to avoid the threat of this import ban is they moved everything to, to, or, you know, a large portion of their manufacturing to the U.S. Uh, so there's not an import issue. Um, and so they've got, uh, kind of stores, uh, and are able to make U.S. sales for the short term. So sales really haven't been impacted. Um, they're projected to do 1.1 billion in revenue in 2016. Um, but in the meantime, you know, Cisco's kind of scratching its head saying we have these orders. We won this patent case. Uh, there should be some remedy. Um, so they're going to kind of go back and try to get either stricter orders that, um, that kind of put higher burdens for U.S. sales on Arista, uh, in the, you know, next, next eight months to 12 months, or they're going to start seeking monetary sanctions. There are also some other trials, uh, in this battle between Cisco and Arista. There's a, a copyright dispute that's going to trial in November where we could see some potential money damages if things go Cisco's way. Uh, there's another ITC case where there's a decision coming out at the end of this week. So there's going to be a lot of activity in this brewing battle, uh, between Cisco and Arista. All right. Now, the lawyers are also being kept busy by a case involving Jawbone and Fitbit. Tell us about this. Yeah, that's right. So this is the the activity tracker battle. Um, as you know, as everybody's familiar with, their activity trackers are all the rage. People have them on their wrists. You've got your step counters. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Jawbone filed suit against Fitbit, alleging that Fitbit, after hiring some Jawbone employees, had misappropriated trade secrets related to uh, both business activities and the actual technology that went into uh, these fitness trackers. Um, and so, again, they've, they've filed suit in the International Trade Commission, seeking to have some of Fitbit's products blocked from the U.S. markets. Um, it started out as a patent and trade secrets case. A lot of the patents got knocked out. Only the trade secrets portion is remaining uh, they went to trial a couple months ago, and we're waiting on the final decision in that case. Uh, it should come out this afternoon. Um, and what's effectively going to happen is the judge who heard the case is going to make an initial ruling either in Fitbit's favor, saying, you know, no harm, no foul, there was no misappropriation of trade secrets, or she's going to rule in Jawbone's favor and say, look, Fitbit has incorporated some of these ill-gotten trade secrets into their products and may recommend a U.S. product ban that worst case scenario would be implemented in February 2017, which gives Fitbit some time to potentially design around to uh, to remedy any uh, perceived wrongdoing uh, or anything like that. And uh, Jawbone is uh, currently privately held while uh, Fitbit, uh, a publicly traded company trading under the symbol FIT, uh, shares of Fitbit down nearly 50 percent so far this year. Uh, shares trading uh, higher today by 53 cents at $14.97. My thanks to Matt Larson. He is litigation analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. Of course, Bloomberg Intelligence provides real-time research and context for a variety of Industries terminal customers can access this function at BI Go on the Bloomberg. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg.
Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Jaguar Manhattan. Visit Jaguar Manhattan today where New York goes for luxury. Conveniently located at 54th and 11th Avenue and online at jaguarmanhattan.com. Jaguar Manhattan is at your service.